I only go to church for two reasons. Mario! My name is Lieutenant Aldo Ray. What's your favorite movie? My name is Jordan, and I like to talk to people about the things that they're passionate about. Today I talked to Talmadge, and Talmadge is passionate about video games. He uses video games to tell me his life story. I hope you enjoy. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right. Awesome. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. Sorry, I ran into this a little bit late this morning. I forgot I moved everything upstairs last night, so I had to move it all back down and get everything set up. So, sorry, I was a little bit later than expected, but. Oh no problem. I was cleaning up the cleaning off the cars. So. Do you have to work today? Yep, I'm going in at like noon to like four to just go pop in, do a com couple computers, and get out. Gotcha. I guess I'm Jordan. I'm just gonna do my quick little introductions. I am Jordan. I am sitting here today with Talmadge. Say hello, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Talmadge. <laughs> and Tal and I know each other um, because we play D and D together. So that's <laughs> that's how we know each other today. So today, what are we gonna what are we gonna be um, discussing? What did you pick for your media? I picked video games. I mean, one video game in particular, Destiny. That's my media of choice, kind of my comfort blanket, to put it simply. Would you consider Destiny like on your top, like top video games of all time, or is it more? Because I know you, you expressed to me the little bit you did express to me. I know you have a specific personal attachment to that game, but would you consider that on your list of as somebody who plays a lot of games as like a top tier game for you? Yes, actually, I would. I I consider it not because of the makings of it. I consider it top tier because of the emotions attached to it. I mean, I have other games like Breath of Fire 3. You can ask Ian about that one. That is one of my top tier games that I just, I, when, with, when I think of video games, that what comes to mind. I mean, I think, I think people kind of don't think about that a lot of times when people are thinking about their favorite of whatever. Like, people make fun of certain people for having a favorite movie, but they don't realize that that person might have a specific attachment to that thing, and that's why that's there. Like, for me, like, it's, for me, my favorite game, one of my favorite games of all time is NFL Blitz. I'm not even a football fan, but, like, I remember playing it with my brothers. Um, you know, it's, 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 you just have those memories attached to specific games, you know? Oh, yes. I mean, on my top, I mean, I have Breath of Fire 3. I have Turok for 64. And it was just for, from like one night of one line from where Ian, where me and Ian have been best friends for about close to 25 years. Yeah. One night and one line, it just was, and that game stayed with me. And I, I mean, the game is completely horrible. It's <laughs> trash. It's, I mean, it's like a hot garbage fire. Right. But that one line there, every time, it kills me. If you have a specific attachment to it, that's going to definitely boost it up in your brain. Oh, yes. Uh, so, I guess I'm trying to think of the best place to start here. Let's start in general with video games. What At what age did you get into video games? Were you into video games, I mean, since you can remember? Oh, yes. At my age, when I started video games, was about close to about four or five area. Because I was raised with my mom, and my mom went to computer school, and she worked at Office Air Force Base. So, I, my dad was kind of – we he was there. But they were separated at the time, not because of marriage or anything. My mom got the job at Offit. He was in Des Moines, that kind of thing. So she was in school at night, and she introduced me to OutRun. And that's how I learned how to program computers also. So I started programming the game OutRun. And I fell in love with OutRun because OutRun was, excuse my language, the shit. 
that game, you had cars, you had a girl. I mean, four-year-old understanding of a girl, you know. She's pretty. Right. It, it might just be some polygon boobies, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's still boobies. And it's like, yeah! But that love of games, brought that's what brought it around. It was like, I learned to program, and then I started going... I got my own Commodore 64 from a garage sale for 25 bucks, and I started programming Paperboy and other things. Rob, I'm a geek by of all means. I, I can program and all that stuff. But yeah. yeah, like about four, five, six era. And then I was in that age where I, when Nintendo first released, my dad came up and he came up from Omaha, or came up from Des Moines on a Greyhound. And he bought a Nintendo system with Mario and Duck Hunt with him. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I was the, I was the, the kid on the block. Right. I was that dude that I got the games that are going to come over the house. <laughs> you know, I had that. Um, I had that specific Nintendo system with the Mario on one side, Duck Hunt on the other, and the, yes. the gun. I must have inherited it from an older cousin or something because I'm, I, this would have been in the late '90s or you know mid to late oh, '90s. Yeah. So I must have inherited it from somebody. But, but yeah, no, that was that was that was pretty awesome. I mean, even at that point, when I after I'd already had interactions with newer systems, I still thought that that was, like, that was my favorite thing to do. So. Oh yes, it was found. It was foundating. It's like you know, yeah, I couldn't beat Mario. I I finally learned about the uh, you know in bosses and everything else. I mean, I was like what thirty. <laughs> I finally right. beat the game. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, I couldn't beat the game because the game was horrible. It sucked. So I was like, yeah. I I can't get past level three. But <laughs> you know, it was that whole time of sitting down. See where people had time where they sat down with their father and they read books or read books to them. Me and my dad sat there when he came up and we played Duck Hunt. Yeah, that that I think that was probably like a very important time in video game history. Anyway, right? Because that was oh, kind yes. of the beginning of the Nintendo era. Well, <laughs> it was the re the rise of the fall. I mean, rise of the uh, re rise, pretty much. Because back in the day, Nintendo like games were around Pong and Miss Pac Man and all that. Mm -hmm. Then they had that giant fall. Where I used to go to I used to go to Farley's back. Now this is gonna date me. So mind you, I'm 38. I used to go to Farley's and all that stuff. And we used to play in local Joe's. And then well before that, I went to arcades in Omaha where we played video games and like Miss Pac-Man and everything was big. But then they had the fall, the collapse. Then they re-rose. That's where Nintendo came out and Sega. And I had both of them. I had a Master System and a Nintendo. Nice. I was a kid on the block. I mean, I was hot to trot. <laughs> Did, was I, that kind of a status thing for you when you were growing up, though, is like what system you had? It was like... That was kind of like the status, like for the based on like the other kids would judge you based on that. Kind of yes, because like when I was coming up, I was raised in the suburbs. I was raised in primarily Caucasian areas. I I didn't get my real dip toe into the hood until about eleven, twelve era. That's when I really I got put into. I, we moved to Oak Ridge. I didn't say I get put into Oak Ridge. <laughs> we moved to Oak Ridge. Right. But like I was raised in the suburbs of Omaha and that kind of thing where it was the saddest thing. It was like, oh, he has the new Ninja Gaiden, but you only got Mario. We're going to his house. <laughs> and we and then like I was raised in Bellevue where the mall was only a bus right away. So a group of us kids all get together back when we were like eight or nine, six, seven, eight. And we go hop on the bus and go to the mall and go get a new game where KB when KB Toys was still open. <laughs> and Toys R Us, rest in peace. But you know, was KB I, your your, to your Toy Story of choice though? 
you right. You you straight on right. Because <laughs> yes, KB had X Men figures and yeah. video games. Oh yes, like Merle Hay had KB. I remember. Oh my goodness! Don't get me started. I can I can go. I can bore you with memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's 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 what this that's what this is about. It's about kind of expressing. You know, you're telling your story <laughs> through media, and I think oh, just yeah. maybe I, I know we kind of picked destiny, but like I think that general for you seems like generally you can kind of almost tell your own story through video games. So I think that's fascinating. Like. Uh, since you started playing video games so young, you can kind of <laughs> from start to from start to current, you know, beginning oh, yeah. to like present day. Um, so, in your opinion, just you know, and we'll, we can mm -hmm. circle back to this later. What is the best system that you've ever owned or played? It would be a Commodore sixty four from nineteen from nineteen. I think it's seventy nine, seventy nine eighty era. It was the best system I've ever made because it allowed you to cheat. <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you're sitting here looking at my office. I actually have PS4. I have switches. I have switches all over the place. I mean, I got my one switch here, another switch somewhere else, and iPads. And yeah. I mean, I have. I think I got like three computers in here, four computers in here, five. Yeah. My computer's in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna describe what I'm seeing in Talmadge's room. It's just uh, it's just yeah. technology all over the place. <laughs> I mean, I have a pixel book, <laughs> right? And I can attest to uh, Talmadge uh, tried to when I was starting the podcast thing. I had an old MacBook that I found in the basement that was rusted up, and I could I I messed it up. I took the operating system off of there and trying to re. re Reboot uh, it to factory settings, and I messed it up. So he was trying to help me reboot that, and he was like, <laughs> he took me out to his trunk, and his trunk was just full of computers and hard and uh, little little USB drives. And he was like, let's try to put Windows 10 on it. I have Windows 10 on this, and I'm like, he's <laughs> got his own little like tech shop in the back in his trunk of his car. I, I grew up loving tech, and video games was just a big part of it because it was. That thing is like Commodore 64 taught me how to make cheat codes and how to do hexadecimal programming. I mean, did you? As I said, did you get did video games kind of get you into that? Like, was that your gateway, or you know, did you get into computers, or did you get into video games first? Oh no, video games was my gateway drug, straight out the gate. It was straight up my marijuana. Yeah. It was. It was like no, it, not, it did not lead me to go to crack and meth and everything else. I'm not doing Python and all that. <laughs> no, it just father-in-law keeps telling me to learn Python. <laughs> yeah, be careful with that. That's that's a gateway drug to. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Because you get caught up in Python, you would never want to leave it. Interesting. <laughs> but no, it's like video games. I learned computers with my mom, but I learned through video games where she was teaching me how to do like because ABCs. I'll put it simply: I was not a super bright child. I was one of them kids that was. I was marginal because I didn't pay attention. I was almost like hyperactive. But my mom got me hooked because she's like, oh, you can learn OutRun. But let's go program OutRun. And I learned machine language like Fortran, C, and COBOL from programming OutRun. And then from there, just I fell in love with video games. I've watched Pixels, and I love the whole thing of it. Where the Commodore was my first computer. It was my first love. If I had it still, if I hadn't taken it apart, that's my own fault. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I was better than the, the person who made it and took it apart, but it was one of the greatest systems. I'm saying like now, don't get me wrong. PS4, PS5, Xbox—they're great. They're graphically, they're beastly. I mean, right now I'm on an Alienware right now, 
talking to you. And it's great. Like the one that I think the one that you seen when I brought the D&D, the big one. Yeah, this, now this is a 64 gigabyte RAM, 15 terabyte beast. I, I rebuilt, I rebuilt them. I rebuild myself constantly. <laughs> My computer's a part of me. <laughs> I rebuild them constantly. But no, it's just, that's my coming up to where I can, because I was one of the kids that were, I was the cusp age kid, but I also was that kid that was the nerdy, weird kid. Before nerds were cool and everybody's like, <laughs> oh my God, I gotta have a nerd. It was yeah. like, oh my God, ew, you're a nerd. You gotta give me a nerd boyfriend. <laughs> and see, back, I would have, if I would have cleaned up now, back, if I was from back then. Now, <laughs> no, but no, it was like, I was the nerd. I didn't. I read comic books. I played video games. And as a black kid growing up, it was hard being a black woman. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm like, wait a minute. It was just taking a different turn than expected. <laughs> yes. I, was, I wasn't expecting how much to talk about being a black woman. <laughs> it was hard being a black male while being a mad black woman. But anyway no it it was one of the things that when you're growing up in the hood and, and you know the so lower social economical status you don't fact, fixate on computers because your parents were com with computers but you are either going to do sports you're going to rap you're going to do something me i was a video gamer i had final fantasy mystic quest i had like the pawn shop i work at now was the pawn shop that sold my dad my first Super Nintendo. Yeah, I have a history with this pawn shop. I've been with 20 years. I have a history with him. That's awesome. So yeah, it was like I bought my. He bought my Super Nintendo. He brought it, brought it home in a grocery bag. That was That's my first awesome. Super Nintendo, and it was like, dude, Mystic Quest, Final Fantasy, Mystic Quest. If you like Final Fantasy, that's the first one that was completely garbage. <laughs> you know, we just watched um the top Final Fantasy. But like a mojo, whatever, something on YouTube because I was going, I was um, going to, I'm like, I'm going to pick a Final Fantasy and play it through. And so we were watching and I don't remember them listing that one off. So it must have not been on the top. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This was hot garbage that was redone in America. It was redone gotcha. easier for America. Like it's broken. You look it up. It's just hot. It's bad. <laughs> it's hot dumpster juice warmed up over a fire of trash. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Oh I'm, yes, I, look I, it up. I, yes, I've been on a, I've been on a, we've been on a like a little bit of a Final Fantasy cake. So I'll, I'll when I go back upstairs, that's one of the first thing I'm gonna do. What's it? Mystic Quest. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Uh, you, look for the USA edition. Do not get the Japanese. Japanese, it's great. It has a good storyline. <laughs> it's fine. American, Americanized when they made it for easy for American kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's garbage. I mean, like... They did that a lot back in the day, didn't they? I mean, yes. a lot of games they made, like, American... Or American kids just seen as dumber, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wanted... Like, back in the day, I wanted a Super Famicom, because I used to know about Famicom, because I have friends who were... In Oak Ridge... Oak Ridge is the hood, if you don't know where Oak Ridge is. Oak Ridge was the hood. But back in the day, I grew up a lot of mixed families. There was Asian, there was African, there was black, there was white, there was a melt it was a melting pot. And we were all were broke. <laughs> <laughs> so we were a melting pot of a poor. <laughs> right. So we I learned about like for my Asian kids, they had anime. I've never seen Japanese animation or Chinese animation or any type of animation beyond Power Rangers, 
eat the cat, that kind of thing. So when they introduced me to anime, I was like, hell yeah, anime. <laughs> but in, yeah. Kid ver- in kid version, heck yeah, that's cool, man. Give me some more of that Dragon Ball, please. Exactly. <laughs> it's like back when I was younger, when I was going to school and growing up, Dragon Ball came out on on channel on basically channel 17 at 6 in the morning. We got the first Funimation, and that was back when I was in sixth grade. You can oh, ask yeah. you can ask Ian. Me and Ian used to watch it and, and like talk about it like religiously. I had a notebook oh, of wow. Dragon Ball Z techniques. That's awesome. Oh no, that was I was weeb. I was straight up weeb shit. I, I was, was like, no I was nerdy about rap music. Like the one thing that you're not supposed to be nerdy, like that's supposed to be like the cool kid thing, I somehow made it nerdy. Um like I, I remember I used to like journal and I used to like write like little like family trees of all these rappers and how they all related to each other just for my own like you know for (laughs) oh don't feel bad i'm the opposite actually i used to play bass and i used to actually like rock music i used to listen to Jimi hendrix and plink floyd everything yeah i don't i listen to rap on a rare occasion yeah like wu-tang clan i only listen to wu-tang clan because old dirty bastard was a family member oh really yeah he's like an extended family it's like he my keon side one of my aunts was actually had dealings with old dirty bastard. Wow. That's actually pretty dope. It is. It's crazy. My family's crazy. <laughs> Did you? Nope. Hold on. <laughs> um, I vaguely remember it's been a few months. I vaguely remember you saying something about Ja Rule. Yeah, I got in a fight with Ja Rule. What's my- so Back when Down South Barbecue with Productions, my boss Jeff was around, we brought in Ja Rule to town. And Ja Rule, in all his glory, was super duper, um, well, he was fabulous back in the day. He was great, but not like great for me because I really couldn't care, give two fucks about him. But so we had a thing at after party at Valair Ballroom. And he had the green room locked out. He, you know, he's cheap and he's blowing clouds and all that good shit. I'm like, uh, he'd rather bring in some more people. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm at the door, like, uh, no. And he's like, well, I'm so and so. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm on this money. Back then, I was on my paper. I had to be on my money. <laughs> it wasn't my money, it was my boss's money. And I'm like, I ain't getting fired for this shit. I'm too damn broke to be fired. So we get, we get into it. I'm about to beat the yard rules ass because, you know, I'm about that life. <laughs> no, I'm about to lose my damn job. Right. You're like, I so, want a paycheck, please. <laughs> exactly. So my boss comes in and he diffuses all the shit. But I'm about I'm about to go past his bodyguard. So I'm like, fuck the bodyguard. I'm about to fuck you up on everything. But it was like my boss was like, No, no, you need to go calm down, go sit your ass down somewhere. Cause, you know, I'm amped up because I'm like, I ain't giving up this money. This money is on this money's on. I gotta make this paper. I I was homeless. Well, it wasn't really homeless. I was at the Y, so homeless. <laughs> and I'm like, I ain't going without this money. And plus, it's like, you know, I understand Ja Rule is Ja Rule, but, you know, I try to be like, I don't give a fuck who you are. You're not, you're, the rules apply to you. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he also I, very small? He was five foot two. I think he still may be five foot two. I don't know. I can't guarantee <laughs> that he's still five foot two because he has money. 
Right. And after the fire festival, he may have grown an inch. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the only modern thing. I'm like, I think I think uh, Ja Rule's probably looking for a paycheck too, because the last thing I remember about Ja Rule was the fire festival stuff. Sorry, now we're just on like musicians. Um, but I have a funny story that I almost got into. Well, I didn't almost get into a fight. I think I pissed off members of. Um, oh man, now I'm blanking on it because because I'm tired. Um, what was that? Uh, Bones, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Wow, that took oh, me shit, way too really? long. Yes, because um, they were downtown doing a show, and we had got enough work, and we went to the bar, and because um, we got off work late, and we were coming back to our cars, and I was a little drunk, and this was years ago, <laughs> and we we ran into them, and they were loading their bus back up after their show, and I started laughing because I'm like, Bone Thugs and Harmony has to load their own bus, and I'm. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> when you're when you're like drunk, but I was also really excited to see them. Uh, but they didn't. They were not. They looked very angry. So we we're just like, all right, let's go, let's keep going. But, shit! Yeah. That yeah. reminds me, like back in the day when I worked at a place called Down South Barbecue, whose tagline was "Put a little south in your mouth." Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was it was a great tagline. I I love saying that when I'm out there in the at the farm market. But anyway, downtown the embassy, they brought in Blues Traveler. Oh, nice. So John Popper had um, wanted some barbecue, didn't have cash on him. So he, I made him a plate of barbecue anyway, and I'm like, go ahead and send it over. He sent me back an autographed harmonica. Nice. It was like the key things. I love Blues Traveler back in the day. Don't get me started. I, I stole a Blues Traveler. I mean, but anyway, <laughs> it was my. But anyway, it was my song, and I was like, yeah, that and uh, what was it? Carolina Blues. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. It was just part of me. But yeah, that's like I'm the the anti-black to put it in way. <laughs> like everybody else went to rap music. I'm listening to Metallica. Everybody else is, oh my god, I'm I'm getting into sports. I'm at home with video games. Yeah. Well, I think that like racial stereotypes are, you know. But it was real. It was real. I lived. It was real. <laughs> you were like, no, no. I'm telling you, it's not a stereotype. It's <laughs> not a stereotype. People say it's a stereotype. No, my dude. It was real because, like, an Oak Ridge. You would, you would know better than I would. Honest, obviously, I'm not. I didn't live it. <laughs> oh no, it was like you. You had that situation where you had that black intelligence there, but it wasn't hell. It wasn't love. Like you know, you knew you could name white geeks. You can. I mean, like Bill Nye and like. Uh, right. Beekman, but then like Neil deGrasse Tyson wasn't that big. Where I read up on Neil deGrasse Tyson, he was my hero, been my hero. I mean, right. if he ever hear, if he hears this, he's still my hero. That's <laughs> he's why awesome. Oh yes, his I episode, I his episode of Hot Ones is my favorite. I don't know if you ever watch Hot Ones, but <laughs> I do. Oh no, it it was just yeah, it was like one of them things. So video games in the hood wasn't big. They were, oh, we're going to play basketball. Where I knew how to play basketball, I could still, I could probably still outshoot a lot of people. Did you get picked on a lot growing up then because of that? Like, did you get? Oh you know? my god! Oh my god! Yes, I, I back back in coming up, like from um, the age of well, pretty much from eight to like nine, eighteen, nineteen. Yes, relentlessly. But also, I was soft-hearted and I was a crybaby and I was, I wasn't hard and tough and mean as I am now. I mean, now I'm hard, tough, and mean, and I'm a asshole with a heart of gold. Right. That, that's a lie. My heart, <laughs> made, my heart is made of tin. But, nah. <laughs> but no, it was like I was soft-hearted. I was real, not 
super duper hardcore. Now, mind you, eighth and ninth grade, or like seventh, eighth grade, I became, I learned my asshole personality. I threw tables because I kind of embraced that whole situation of video games again. Because, hell, fuck them. If people don't like me, fuck them. Right. Hey, it's kind of like the Final Fantasy thing. Oh, I'm going to go save this cat. Now I'm going to go kill God. <laughs> it's, it's like, you, you know, you just got to level up. You level up enough, you can probably go fight God. But, you know, it was kind of the thing where I was picked on for being different. Mm-hmm. Now, I made a lot of good friends from being different because it was kind of like, you know, I was the draw for the outsiders. People who didn't have people that drew to them, I drew, we all drew together. So we weren't like, uh, oh my God, we're clicked up and clicked out and we're going to go fuck things up. We're more like, oh my God, they just came out with the new Outlaw Star. Let's go <laughs> see if we can watch it on Toonami. <laughs> or shit, I'm saying tonight, we're going to play Street Fighter 2. What's do you do you have a certain game you remember when it came out like that you were just super hyped for when you were a kid? Super Mario Brothers three. Mario, 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 Mario. Oh my fucking god! Yes, when it first came on Nintendo, I was sideways. I was like eleven. I was at Sears every damn day playing the tester unit. <laughs> no, I was no, I was no, I was nine. Playing the tester unit. I went, we, me and my dad used to go out to Valley West, or not Valley West, Merle Hay, because I was the Black People Mall. Still yeah. is. <laughs> we, didn't, we, we went to Valley West only rarely occasions, and don't, we only talk about Southridge. So I went there, and we, were, we went to Sears, and I was on that tester unit all damn day when I was in Des Moines. When I was in Omaha, my boy John had it. He lived about three blocks over, because he had a nice house. His dad was a lawyer. Oh, nice. He had it. He had two <laughs> copies of it. That's how I got my first copy. I had my first copy because he got one for his birthday, and his grandma bought him one later. And he goes, Talmud, you're my best friend. Here, you can have this. That's awesome. The saddest thing is that hurt my feelings is that I lost that game. Well, the first thing, the, the most saddest thing is that John passed. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He, he passed serving his country. Best friend. But he passed. He was in the Marines, and he passed away. I had that game all the way up to the age of 18. Didn't have a Nintendo. I just held on to that game. I ended up losing it because when I got thrown out at 18. But that was the game I loved. I knew the warp whistles. I knew all the glitches, the tricks, everything. And it drew me because my best friend and I, we, we slowly, meticulously went through that game. And we died like, I mean, my God, I died like probably at least 95 times. <laughs> I believe it. In I the played first, it. Like, <laughs> in the I first know. stages, it was like. <laughs> and just my very, my very basic knowledge of um of that game is there was a big old there was there's a lot of hype with that game. Like there was, a, then the movie The Wizard, like that was yes. uh, before that came. Like we just, I just watched that movie for the first time, but that that was almost even promotion for it too. Like right? yes, it was. It was super promoted. I mean, like I was in Omaha, I we had cable, and now mind you. Back in the day in Omaha, having cable was like a premier luxury for kids because you could watch Nickelodeon. And they didn't have the cable box like you have now where you have, you have the cable box, but then you had this weird thing where you can click up and down and you click moved it between channels. Sorry, I, was, I thought I had a notification. And you moved it between channels. So sometimes when, you know, when you're one of them kids and you try, you try to be sneaky, you can watch Cinemax. 
Yep. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going there, but Skinamax, anyway. <laughs> might you say, right? <laughs> exactly. What is this? What are you watching? Uh, nothing. I don't, I don't know how this got here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what am I watching? I lost the remote and I didn't know how to turn it off. But it was in Game Pro. And see, back in the day, Game Pro was paper, like, like almost like paper copied. Not like, not like magazine material, but it was paper so you can write in it. Mm-hmm. It was in Game Pro. I had Nintendo Powers with it. Everything. Mario Brothers was like the phenomenon. You had to have Mario Brothers 3. Well, you said you got kicked out when you were 18. Yes. Um, yeah, tell us about that. All right. So I was, I went through high school uneventfully. You know, I, I, I passed with a 2.74 average. Not bragging. It was shit. I was, I was a smart kid. I just didn't have it in me because fuck. Fuck um, all that stuff. Cause I was, you know. So my mom's like, you need to go to college, go to work, but you can't live here doing nothing. So I went to college. I went to DMAC for the first, like, three months. It was kind of like I was still hooked on video games. I had a 64. I had a PlayStation 2. I was still hooked. But I was so hooked to where I was kind of like, ah, school sucks. And, I mean, I just out of high school. So, you know, I didn't get that by year. You know, everybody gets that by year of taking time off. Right. I had a, I had a black mama. I'm either going to work or I'm going to school, but I ain't going to sit around her house and do nothing. Right. So I tried going to work. I went to work at the old folks' home. That didn't work out. I got called, like, the N-bomb, like, four times, and I was like, nah, nah, this is not for me. Yeah, I don't blame I'm, you. I mean, they, were, they had dementia. I'm not mad at them, but I'm just like, uh, I can't do this every day. It's wearing on my soul. So right. my mom's like, get out. So for the first, first couple months, I was a soap salesman. I traveled all over the United States selling soap door to door. It was called Tough Job. Oh, like Tyler Durden? Yeah, kind of. Except you weren't a figment of your own imagination. No, no. (laughs) And I ended up coming back home because of, I'll explain, because of a certain someone. Well, certain two people, actually. Mainly Ian and, well, Jackie. So I came back home, and I didn't have a home to come to, so I came back to Ian's house. Ian, my best friend, my brother, he's basically been family since, well, shit. Since I think he showed up at the house and ate, was eating in our refrigerator. So, yeah, we just kept him. <laughs> but I moved in, and I, I was, you know, doing working for Down South Barbecue and doing little bits of here or there, but not really too much. And I was an asshole back then. I ain't gonna lie. I was 18. I thought I was the shit. Thought I could do anything. Well, I couldn't do dishes very well, which is one of the bad, the downsides. I can, I can do dishes like a motherfucker now. I'm good with dishes. But you're yeah, 18. <laughs> 18, not so much. Right. Like, fuck, fuck dishes. It's probably also the last thing you wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> and me, me and Ian's grandma got into it. Now, I love that lady. I still love that lady. I, God rest her soul. I completely understand why she put me out. I'm not even mad about it. But she put me out, and I ended up going to the Y. Now, the Y residence downtown was not the greatest place to be for when you're 18 years old. Right. But I but the guy, I had a guy that said, hey, you know, if you want to go to school, I'll pay a year's worth of rent in transitional housing for you. Transitional housing is like you're homeless, but you're not homeless. Like you have a house, but it's not quite a house. Kind of weird. And I, that's where I had ended up having a hiatus from my best friends. Ian and Ryan and I Separated for three years. And I was by myself. 
I was on my own, but I had my PS2. All you need, right? Basically, I had I got a TV from I a TV that I ended up I think giving to another homeless guy back like 40 inch TV from Goodwill. I had a PS2 and I had me. And I, you know, I played games. I occasionally have to run up with the end, but you know, I was still on that stupid shit. Cause I was still a kid in the mindset. Yeah. And I grew with games and everything else. So side note. <laughs> reason why Breath of Fire 3 exists on my whole situation. Now, Ian's going to be like, he's going to try to gloss over it. Ian was playing Breath of Fire 3 on PlayStation 3. Okay. Because I had just got a PlayStation 3 also, but I got mine through other means. So Ian was playing Breath of Fire 3 on PlayStation 3 and couldn't beat this guy, this boss. Not at all. I think it was a Mandrake or something like that. He kept trying every time, every time. So I'm like, let me try. First time I tried, I beat the boss. Now, mind you, Ian's more of a gamer than I am. So when I beat the boss first time, I lorded over his head. I still, to this day, lorded <laughs> over his head. Yeah, you beat that boss? Yes. I mean, you can ask him about it, and he will groan, and he will be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of the things that endeared me to that game, because I love Breath of Fire series anyway. But it endeared me because that's our friendship right there. It's like, you know, we got this together somehow. I don't know how. And then Ryan just fits in to where he, we, it's like, oh, yeah, we're three amigos. The three amigos. Yes. But during that time when I was by myself, three years, I played a lot of games. I mean, I played like shit, to, shit tons of games. And mind you, being homeless at the time, I had a, access to games from the pawn shop. And I had access to the games from, well, homeless people because they usually steal shit. Yeah. Ain't gonna lie. Gotta, gotta, gotta do something, right? You know? <laughs> gotta, gotta get by. Survival so, survival skill, you know. <laughs> the need to oh, survive yes. kicks in. Oh, yes. So I proceed on and I get through college. I go through my first, well, let's see, that's my second degree is my AAS in computer programming. Get through that. And I'm playing emulators. I'm still playing Chrono Trigger. I'm playing games like I'm a, a crazy man. I'm even playing games to the point where it's like I'm putting them on my phones, everything. Because they help me escape that crippling loneliness. Right. I was going to say, do you feel like maybe because you had those memories and have those, you know, kind of connections to video games and your friends who you weren't speaking to at the time that, that the video games kind of were, um, you know... Not not to say they replaced your friends, but they were kind of a lifeline, um, a link between you and your friends that kind of kept kept you kept them in your in your mind and your heart. Yes, actually, they didn't replace. It was more like a bandage. It was kind of it made it to where it it hurt, still hurt. Don't get me wrong. I mean, some days I still hurt about it, and I'm 38, and that, that was like back 15, 20 years ago. That whole thing made. A bandage like Chrono. One of the other games was one of my top games is Chrono Cross, because like I like I talked to you before about the chick named Jackie. Chrono Cross, the the kid, the chick that's in there, used to remind me of her. So that made me, you know, I'm gonna cling to this game a little bit because I, you know, I miss her. I missed I missed Ian. I missed her. I missed my life. Right. But then it was like I grew. I like I went to work at Quest and. 
started to basically I side quested myself to better myself. I tried to level myself up. Yeah. That that failed spectacularly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you had some adventures on that little side quest too. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I mean, between like, you know, getting shot, getting stabbed, yeah. Getting getting beat get hit in the head with a brick. Which sounds like a standard, you know, D and D side quest, minus oh. maybe the brick. I don't know. I don't oh no, know. no, no, no! The brick to knockout was that, that happened, so you can get knocked out in D and D. Right. All right. So yeah, no. I mean, you that was a full on D and D side quest right there. You were <laughs> oh. on. And... Oh yes. Yeah. And then it's like I grew, and you know, I got went to quest, and I got got married, and had went on about my life. Got back with Ian and Ryan. Ian moved into my house. Yeah, Ian lived with lived with me for a good while. I mean, the place that he's at right now still has my name on it. Right. So it's like you, you know, we got back together and everything else, and life proceeded as normal. It started to normalize. Jackie disappeared. Sarah came into the picture, and then the days came. I started working for the schools, and so I was working for the schools. And about November seventh, two thousand thirteen. I get the news. I'm going to be a dad. Now, mind yeah. you, they just announced Destiny. Like, they're supposed, Destiny is supposed to come out like, like about. I'm saying I'm a little soft on the math. About end of November, beginning of December. So I was like, "Fuck yeah! I got a PS4. Fuck yeah! I'm getting that game." <laughs> it came out on PS3. I had a PS4. Then I got rid of the PS4 because I was freaked out about the baby. So I had the PS3, so I got on PS3. And I started playing Destiny, and I'm playing. And I'm having a good time because Ian's playing, I'm playing, and Sarah's pregnant. Sarah mm-hmm. isn't playing because she's pregnant. Not because she was pregnant. And no, she, she just doesn't like video games. It <laughs> <laughs> was just been an extra irritation. Not only <laughs> like, you did this to me, but also, all you do is play video games and make me watch. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo right there. So we go on. I'm teaching class. I'm having teaching school. I'm at, with AmeriCorps, so I'm basically a substitute teacher, associate, and everything else with a low pay with a lower pay scale. So yeah, I did schools before. That's where I would have about the. If you got to see my Facebook post about my badge, mm-hmm. the main re, main reason why is because that was the picture before Chunk. Oh. I weighed 338 pounds back then. Wow. Wow. See now, mind you, when I got married, I was 457. So I was still on the losing scale, mainly because Sarah can't cook. Gotcha. So, I kid, but no, it was just, I lost, <laughs> I chased kids and everything else, so I lost a lot of weight. So I was on that losing scale, and I was going on, everything else, I'm playing Destiny with Ian, I'm hanging out, we're having a good time. And, you know, June June 4th, 2014, we have Chunk. And the first one, first person to hold him is me, because Sarah had a C-section. So we drew, we had that bond. He was my homeboy. I'm his dad. We we best friends. So he first comes home. I'm freaked out. I'm not playing games. I'm not doing anything with Destiny. Not touching anything. I'm all about him. And so I'm working two jobs, mind you. I'm working at the homeless shelter and I'm working at the schools now. I had to let one go. So I let the schools go. And I started, I picked up a job at iWireless, but we'll discuss that in a minute. <laughs> so I'm working these jobs, and so I get home about 11. So I, I'm like, I'm going to sit down and get on Destiny. 
And it, I realized it's about 1.30 in the morning, and instead of waking Sarah up, I get up and get chunked. This is where the destiny, love, and the connection comes in at. I go get chunked for 2 o'clock in the morning feeding. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to play some destiny while I'm feeding. Because I can hold him in one arm, have the bottle notch on my arm, and hold the controller. Right. He decides that since I'm paying attention, he reaches his little hand out, and he grabs the stick. The right <laughs> stick. So I'm spinning. I'm, mind you, I'm in the middle of a game, and I'm spinning in circles. My aim is going everywhere. I'm not, not good for shit. But we're la I'm laughing about it because it's his first time he's foray into video games. Right. Because then he, he fell asleep many times where he's holding my controller to where I had to go and put on the second controller because he fell asleep with a controller in his hand. Aww. Where that drew me to where it's like, you know, that's, that's my son. He's trying to understand his dad. I mean, that's... I know, I know we kind of went into this thinking we were going to talk about Destiny, and, and I honestly ended up being more of what I've come, my goal for the show is. This is honestly the closest one that's come to, like, what my goal has been. Um, I'm going to thank you for opening up and sharing those things. I, I think that's what a lot of people are afraid to do is share those parts of their life, and they're gonna, afraid they're going to be judged or they don't understand that, you know, sharing those experiences, some people have, really, you know, even if they haven't gone through exactly what you've gone through, they can relate to those things, and and, and and I think that when we're going through those things, the media that we consume helps us get by. It helps us keep on when we feel like we can't. Oh, um, yes. I mean... And you, you've told me many stories where that was the case with you, and I, I appreciate you being oh, so oh, candid. Oh, yes. I don't mind. It's just that's part of my life. That's part of me. Is I'm oh, i got to be open because there's enough closed doors for me anyway. You know, being a black guy in America... Married, I mean, being married, yeah, I don't know how to phrase it, to a Jewish woman with a half-black, half-Jewish child? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I'm, a walking, yeah, I mean... I'm a walking bad, walking joke. <laughs> Actually, right. I'm a walking bad to courage also. <laughs> don't they love you there in Altoona, though? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, out here, yeah. I mean, they... They they're like, yeah. Are you okay? You feeling okay? How's the protesting and all that? Yeah. I mean, it makes me. They treat me. They're kind of like ultra careful. Right. Like PC. Like, yeah, they're PC, but they're you know you feel you can feel that they're not exactly sure on how to broach the topic. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay, dude. You know, you don't like black people. I don't mind. I just won't come over to your house or eat your fucking potato salad. <laughs> it's probably bland anyway. <laughs> you probably put raisins in that shit. And I'm gonna hit you anyway for putting raisins in it. How dare you? Shit. Come on, Sharon. Don't put raisins in your fucking potato salad. What is wrong with you? My grandma I mean, used to throw raisins in all of her salads, and I was like, ah, God damn. Oh no, like, it's like it's like my mother-in-law. God rest her soul. She passed. She used she put Jello with celery together. Why? I don't. Fucking no! <laughs> <laughs> Did she like put suspend the celery in the Jello or like? Yes. Why? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't what, know. The, what flavor of what flavor of Jello? Oh, there's strawberry. There was lime. Oh it was like just. It was just. I'm like, I understand celery supposed to be you know no taste or has a light taste, but not in fucking Jello. You could put fruit in there. That'd make more sense to me. Like put just you know? straight up fresh fruit in there. You know, I mean, it was kind of like I came in liking it to a video game when I went and got invited to Thanksgiving when Chunk was born. Yeah. 
And it's kind of you're sitting there like you're supposed to eat everything on on your plate, mm. In, including this, um, including this celery jello. Uh, I think they call that celero. Celer- did, they, did you guys have a name for it? <laughs> no, I was like jellery. <laughs> I was sitting like Sarah, Sarah, get, Sarah, get this. And I was like, you, you, you can have. I, I ended up just eating it anyway because I was like, let me just go ahead and swallow this down. And I'm like, mm, this that's, is delicious. That's when a dog comes in handy. You can just be like. Or think, clean food allergy. See, I'm not a big fan of Jello anyway. But like, um, as a vegetarian, you can't have Jello anyway. So that's just a perfect excuse right there. Like, oh, sorry, can't eat it. See, because <laughs> and see, I couldn't do that because you know, being being the shining shining speck of dirt in this field of snow, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, I'm my eyes are on their eyes are on me. I mean, the family the family is still kind of, eh, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Now I can tell you, like recent, like I just went down to Miami to save my father-in-law. Yeah, not a Christmas miracle, not by a long shot. He almost walked in front of two buses. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess on accident my, or on accident, not paying attention. He has like I don't call it Alzheimer's light. I call it like dementia, dementia light, pretty much. Not light dementia. It's kind of like he's he's dense, he's smart, but then he's dumb all at the same time. Gotcha. As it was like I got down there because he could he got stuck down there and it was a, it was a trip and a half it was almost like I could tell you a whole hour of podcasting on that alone it was like <laughs> National Lampoon's what not to do with a black guy well we'll have to we'll have to have you back and then you'll have to talk oh, yes. because I'm honestly just gonna end up probably putting random conversations on this whatever you know whatever I decide to name this show conversations with Jordan or something there whatever. You go. But but I'll probably just p- end up putting it'll transform into just me posting interesting conversations I have with people. So oh, yeah, yes. we'll have to have you back, and you'll have to you'll have to you've been a good guest. You've been like I said, it's been very nice to talk to somebody who's not afraid to open up and that I don't have to pry answers out of. So I appreciate that. Oh, most definitely, and I'm glad to be <laughs> glad to be here. And yeah, I'll gladly come back and. I mean, I got, oh my goodness, I got stories. I mean. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, you and I spent a few hours at a coffee shop and I heard some of them. So I'm excited to hear more. I appreciate your time today. And most of all, I thank you for having me. Of course. Um, Talmadge, is there anything else you wanted to say about video games or just about life in general before we, we say goodbye? Yes. Don't take life too seriously because you never get out alive. <laughs> Oh yeah, and don't don't forget about the importance of those side quests. And never put celery in jello. No. No. <laughs> no celery in jello, no blueberry and macaroni and cheese, and no raisins and potato salad. Never. Oh my god. Blueberries and mac and cheese. Oh, we're gonna have to talk about that as well. Oh, some we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna discuss that. that that's serious, man. <laughs> well thank Everything. you, Thomas. Thank you. Have a good one now. You too.